G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. One of the hot spots for Christian persecution is increasingly the African nation of Nigeria. In fact, the United States House of Representatives reportedly described Nigeria as the world's most dangerous place for Christians last year. Well, this is a place where there's a divide in Nigeria. Muslims to the north, Christians to the south, and typically places of greatest tension are where the two meet in the middle. We first met the Reverend Muhammad Ibrahim as founder of Passion for Converts International some years ago on a visit to Australia. It was our privilege to have him with us face-to-face at that time. Now it's our privilege to catch up with Muhammad on the current climate of persecution in Nigeria, on the line with us in Nigeria. Mohammed, welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much, Lil. It's a pleasure to be with you. Mohammed, we'll persevere. It's not a great line, but to get an update from you, back in 2014 we were horrified by the Boko Haram kidnapping of the Chibok schoolgirls in Nigeria, but this practice has been continuing, this practice of kidnapping schoolgirls. Yeah, in, in 2014, uh, the Nigerian people walked up to experience the tragedy of the kidnapping of 200 plus children, basically girls, by the terror group known as Boko Haram. This incident has never been recovered. The girls are yet to be recovered. A few of them were recovered. But unfortunately, the persecution took another dimension. And this time around, the dimension is uglier than the 2014 incident. So describe the latest incident for us. As I understand it, something in the vicinity of another 110 girls have been kidnapped. The, the, the recent one took place in Yobe State, a neighboring state to uh, Borno State, where the first one took place. And the difference between the former and the latter is just that this one is something we cannot explain. The first one, we were aware that the terror group went in out and took away these ladies. But the second one called the Dachi girls, 110 girls, were peacefully moved out of the school premises without a single military or security intervention and moved to an unknown location. After a period of time, we saw the government announce words to, uh, to Nigerians that the girls will be brought back. In such a tragic mood, they brought 105 of them, and five others were left behind. So this time, not a military might in the kidnapping of schoolgirls. This time it's basically, you'd describe it, would you, as hijacking of school buses and taking girls off to a Boko Haram settlement. Is that the way that would work? Yes, that 
now this one, let me add something to what happened recently. The recent one has a different dimension. The initial one is clearly understood as the, the, the 2014 incident was clearly understood as a Boko Haram terror group moved into a school with arms and moved students out. But the recent one, all the military checkpoints were completely um, removed before the incident. And on the day of return, all the military checkpoints were also removed before the students were returned. The most important thing, Neil, about this uh, recent one, the Dutch girls, is the absence of a Christian lady who refused to confess Islam as a religion and to be held back until today. The government is saying nothing about it. We'll monitor that along if we can, Muhammad. Let me move on. You've also had incidences where churches have been burned by Islamic extremists. This is a practice that continues. Yes, it's never stopped. Uh, uh, recently, very close to where I live, uh, I reported in my newsletter about an incident in a certain call called And uh, a woman that was uh, planning to be, to be combated. In fact, as I'm talking to you, she's been combated in Islam without the consent of her parents. The, the resistance portrayed by the Christian youth resulted in killings, churches were burnt, properties were burnt, people were killed. Mohammed, while all of these challenges have been gripping the nation of Nigeria, in your own circumstances, there's also yes. been some wonderful breakthroughs and uh, the winning of souls. Uh, these are sometimes converts from Islam to Christianity. This has been continuing too, and you've seen some good successes. Mm. Yes. You see, what, what I have discovered and from my experience is that the more the church is persecuted, the more the church grows. Even with what is happening, I tell you, every day we see a good number of people coming to say we believe Jesus, divinely preached with Jesus. We, we probably don't have the opportunity to tell Muslims about Jesus, but God is using His Spirit to talk to Muslims about Jesus. Are some of these conversions really miraculous conversions, things that you just can't explain away, people coming to faith in Christ? Some of them, they encounter Jesus in their dreams. Some of them, he, they meet Jesus in their ways, and they find their way into the church. Or sometimes they find their way to meet us and say, for just for such a long time, one year, two years, five years, the person has been experiencing Jesus in his dream, and he can't hold it any longer. He wants to be a Christian. And with that, you have no option but to accept them. Mohammed, let's come back to the real opposition here to Christianity and the cause of a lot of the conflict. The group that's known as Boko Haram, they've got two factions now. One of those is the Fulani herdsmen. What's the difference between the Fulani herdsmen and Boko Haram? The difference between the Boko Haram and the Fulani herdsmen killers is just the nomenclature and their geographical location. Firstly, the Boko Haram is operating in the northeast region. 
And the foreign husband are operating within the southern, the middle belt, the southern part of the country where Christians are predominant. Again, the foreign husband, they target middle belt regions where Christians are majority. The Boko Haram sect is basically in Sambisa Forest in the northeast region, where they intend to establish the headquarters and municipality. So these are the little differences. But their mission is one. All of them intend to spread Islam through violence. As we wrap up our conversation, let us in on some of the new developments that you have, uh, reaching out into new areas around where you are, uh, because there are some real opportunities that are opening up for reaching out to people with the gospel. Yes. Uh, uh, let, me, let me be open with you. At first, I thought it was impossible. But what I'm seeing now is God opening great doors for his people to get salvation. We are experiencing a dramatic turnaround of missions amongst Muslims in parts of the country. They don't want to be open. They don't want us to advertise. And we are not ready to advertise. And some of them, we don't post their pictures, majority of them, because they are very popular people. But daily, I announce to you, we see people coming to Christ. Recently, I'll be traveling out of Kaduna for from the discipleship training of combat we have in another region. Uh, it's been a wonderful experience for me, and I pray that this happens will continue like this, and the kingdom of God will expand in this part of eternity. Muhammad, I'm sure there are a lot of our listeners who keep you in their prayers. Passion for Converts International, the name of your ministry. There is a website, and no doubt you'd like to inform Australians about what's happening with your ministry, Passion for Converts. It's passionforconverts.com. The Reverend Muhammad Ibrahim is founder of Passion for Converts International, and uh, you might like to support in whatever way you can, uh, prayerfully and uh, perhaps even financially. Muhammad, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today here on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. I think I want to sincerely appreciate uh, uh, your vision for creating time to travel with me. I appreciate Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.